Welcome to Speaking of Animals. I'm Caitlin Holling, the Community Outreach and Development Coordinator, and I'm here with Amy Caratanuto, who is the Executive Director of the Flagley Humane Society. Good morning. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you to everyone for listening. Happy Saturday. I hope it's going well for you so far. So today I had Amy on, not really as the executive director of the Flag of the Humane Society. She's kind of wearing a different hat today. She is the supervisor of the Flagler Animal Services, which is at the Flag of the Humane Society. It's housed at the Flag of the Humane Society. But we're going to have her talk about and tell us about the Flagler Animal Services and what they do for Flagler's community. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on wearing my different hat. Yes, we're very lucky to have you. <laughs> You're a very busy lady. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, um, Flagler Humane Society has overseen Flagler Animal Services um, pretty much since its inception. Um, we um, we were incorporated in 1980, and at that point there was really no animal services, animal control, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. um, in Flagler County. Anim- you know, stray animals would be picked up maybe by the police departments and taken um, to Daytona or maybe St. Augustine. Oh, wow. Um, so there was a need, obviously, and so then, you know, the shelter was incorporated mm-hmm. and um, and we provided animal services um, for many, many years for the entire Flagler County, including Palm Coast, which back then was Palm Coast Service District, <laughs> um, but then, I don't know, maybe 10, 12, I guess maybe 12 or 13 years ago, Palm Coast took over animal services for, you know, the city of Palm Coast took on its own animal control services. They still bring all of their animals to us at the Humane Society, but we still provide animal uh, services, animal control services for the city of Flagler Beach, the city of Bunnell, and unincorporated Flagler County. Okay. Um, So you are the supervisor for the Flagler Animal Services. Who else do you have on your team? Well, we have a pretty small team. We're uh, we're the few, the proud, small team. but mighty. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we have our primary officer, which is Katie Share. Um, that's a name that a lot of people recognize, hopefully in a good way. <laughs> but um, Katie Officer Share has been um, with the Humane Society mostly in a position in animal services um, since she was like seventeen years old. Oh, she was wow. she was a kid when she started. So twenty three years i think she's been with us yeah and so she's very 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 knowledgeable officer she deals with um everything from you know simple cases of you know barking dog um to mass cruelty and you know cases investigations um wildlife all kinds of stuff so we have officer share we have a brand new officer who's in training um her name is Haley Jankowski. Um, so she's going to be out in the field here awesome. shortly. Yeah, she's learning the ropes. And then our uh, our famous dispatcher, <laughs> Marianne Michaels. Yes. Um, yeah, Marianne, Marianne takes good care of um, of everything animal services related. She's She's on the on the spot. She is. She's awesome. <laughs> yes, she is. She knows. She, and she's got the best memory of everybody at the shelter. She Aww. will remind me. Any any animal issue that I need to be reminded of, Marianne's good at reminding me. So, <laughs> small but mighty team. All right. So, where you said Flagler Animal Services covers Flagler Beach and then Vanell 
And then Palm Coast, they have their own officers, but they take them to our shelter. Correct. And then we also um, oversee unincorporated county, which is a lot of land. It's less less people, but a lot of land. So, so we what go. Is the what is that exactly? Just all the know. way. Yeah, all the, every. Like the Mondex know, would that be Daytona North, Daytona okay. North, um, the Hammock area. Okay. Um, any place that's not um incorporated as a city that makes sense um so any place else in flagler county and there's areas all the way down like in the middle of ormond there's a couple little squares of flagler county so we get called and inevitably of course you get a call about you know an animal that needs assistance all the way down in one of those areas like (laughs) i said you know the you know the the south west corner of flagler county yeah, and then the you're farthest. there and then you get a call about the northeast corner of flagler oh county my so goodness. You're like, i only have one officer <laughs> yeah we, we need we need a helicopter <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> so you help with domestic pets like cats and dogs of course do you help with wildlife as well we do not every animal services agency does that but okay. you know we feel that every life is precious and so um, if it's a, especially if it's an injured or orphaned or sick um, wildlife of any kind, we will respond. If it's just a nuisance animal, yeah, <laughs> you know, if there's a if there's an animal that's gotten in your attic or something that's on your porch that's a nuisance, that we don't respond to. But okay, anybody that's hurt in any way or needs um, attention for their sake, we do help. And then. And there's there's public safety issues too. Like if an animal is threatening someone, somehow we will respond to anything public safety or animal safety. We come out, but nuisance, no. It's everybody just has to. Uh, what's the coexist? Right? Yes, coexist, please. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so, what about neglect or cruelty situations? Do you guys have officers that kind of investigate those? Yes, yes. Unfortunately, okay. this is something that we see um, yeah. more more often than we'd we'd like to, for sure. But mm-hmm. we will respond. Um, and most cases of animal abuse are not intentional abuse, so. Our officers do an awful lot of just education and assistance. We very rarely see somebody that intentionally is hurting their animal. Um, So a lot of it is just folks that get in over their head. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to rescue an animal and they can't afford it themselves or they don't, you know, people don't quite know how to provide the care that's needed so we do a lot of um, just helping people out. It's, and that's one of the beauties of having um, the Humane Society and animal services under one roof and sharing resources is we can do a lot of, okay, well, you can't afford this. Well, we'll figure out a way to, mm-hmm. to help you. You know, as part of we have our um, pet food bank and there's yes. there's things we can do to help people. So it's not all about just prosecuting people and punishing people. So. That's one area where we really want to emphasize if you see an animal that needs help, please don't hesitate to call us. Don't feel like all we're going to do is go out and be mean to the people. You know, yes. We really we go out and we talk to the owners. And if there's anything possible we can do to just make the animal's life better and make the human's life better, that's what we do. That is a big part about working at the Humane Society, I've learned, is the, every pet usually comes with an owner. I mean, unless they're stray. <laughs> so you kind of have to learn to be con- empathetic and considerate of the owners as well and what they're dealing with and their mm-hmm. issues to try For to sure. help them 
help their animals, which sure. it's kind of a cycle, which is good. It's good to have both the people and the animal skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all in this together, just trying to help the animals. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So we also help with, we also do TNRs, which is a mm-hmm. great effort. And we also um, offer low-cost spay and neuter services for people that may need it. And the Flagler Animal Services helps with the TNR efforts in Flagler County as well. Um, how exactly do they help control that stray cat population in our county? Yeah, sure. Well, we want to emphasize the TNR stands for Trap, Neuter, and Return. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say Trap, Neuter, Release, but we want to emphasize that return means the cats really need to go back to where they already are. Yeah. Um, it's familiar ground to them. Um, there's obviously some sort of food source that's, um, you know, that's keeping them there. Usually it's a, you know, some some caregiver of sorts that puts food out for them. But mm-hmm. um, we don't, we really don't agree with picking up animals and just releasing them someplace else. Um, that's That's not good for the cats or the humans or the environment or anything. But the trap neuter returns, so they're going back where they already are. The only thing that we're providing is spay neuter so the problem doesn't get bigger it just you know and and rabies shots so obviously that's also for public health um so we help with that our officers will go out and if they see an area where there's um cats that aren't already sterilized we'll talk with the caregivers we can set the humane traps where they go in and the door shuts behind them Mm -hmm. and then we pick them up and bring them in and our doctors provide uh, the spay neuter services for them and the vaccines and then they get their ear notched so hopefully people know this cat's not uh, breeding and (laughs) leave it alone yeah and you don't have to take that pet in as a pet you can just release them back to where they were and they can kind of survive on their own yeah yeah usually they do pretty well Mm -hmm. all right we're going to take one quick break and we'll be right back with Amy Alrighty, and we're back with Amy, and I just wanted to touch a little bit more on the TNR um, efforts that we do in Flagler County, and the Flagler Animal Services helps out with. So um, we do, I did read that the Flagler Animal Services rents out traps for people. We do. For those who, um, if for whatever reason you're not taking advantage of animal, con- you know, animal services helping you with trapping, mm-hmm. we do have traps that people can borrow. We ask for a pretty large deposit because those traps are expensive. They're okay. like over a hundred dollars each now. So oh, wow. we get a, a, a deposit and then we just charge like $5 a week to, okay. to use the traps. And then we just always ask people if you are setting a trap, obviously it needs to be checked very often, mm-hmm. um, needs to be put in a place where it's not going to um, get hit with bad weather mm. or any sort of, um, predators that would you know mess with the trap including people yeah (laughs) um and um and we ask that the traps if you if an animal is caught in the trap that a blanket or a large towel is placed over the trap it makes the the experience a lot less scary for the cats it's it's really you know can you picture like being in this wire thing (laughs) and carried around and stuff so it can be kind of scary but if they're covered with a um, a large towel or a blanket, mm-hmm. it makes it much um, 
less traumatic for the cats. Okay. And so with the females and males, I know neutering is a little bit easier for the males, but for the females, um, do we, they have, do they have stitches? The stitches that are used, um, for almost all, um, animal surgeries, almost all the spay neuters are dissolvable. Oh, that's great. So they don't have to be taken out. Um, with the females, it is a full hysterectomy, so mm-hmm. it's not a day at the beach. Yeah. Uh, we know that, <laughs> and I do. You know, you feel bad for them, but it, it's you know, it's a means to an end. It it's a lot easier than having litters of kittens and trying to yeah. protect the babies against predators and stuff. So it's it's the it's, most humane way exactly. to kind of control the population. It's it's a rough day for them, but we do we advise um, with caretakers that that are dealing with. Um, stray cats or, mm-hmm. you know, colony cats, if there's a way that they can be kept overnight after the surgery in a nice warm place and in a little cage of sorts, then that's, you know, that's great. But a lot of these cats are so feral yeah. that the stress, the stress outweighs the, you know, it's yeah. it's really just up to the caretakers if they know the cat well enough that they think it's not super, super stressed to keep it inside for one night. Then that's um, that's what we suggest. But okay. a lot of them, they you know they that's that's their regular life, you know, yeah. to live in the palm scrubs or whatever, mm-hmm. and so they just go back to their little home and yeah. You know, but they are given um, pain relief, like pre-surgical. Okay. Um, their anesthesia includes some pain relief. So is, is um, it like extended relief? Kind exactly. Of? Okay. Yeah. So they shouldn't be too bad. And yeah. We do the best we can. <laughs> exactly. Again, it's not perfect, but um, like we do the best we can. And the and the you know the animals are so much more resilient than we are. You know, humans are kind of wimpy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially these feral cats. They're used to oh, yeah. healing right back up. <laughs> yep, they're they're good. Yeah. So moving on, I've heard you are also involved with the Florida Animal Control Association or FACA. Um, Can you tell us a bit about them? And I've heard they have had a recent name change kind of. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. I've been on the board of Florida Animal Control Association since I think 2016. Um, It's the organization, you know, it's a statewide organization. Um, Each, you know, we're all separate organizations. People think we're all... Humane Society of the United States is the same as local. And, yeah, you know, as, I, I did. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was very ignorant to that. <laughs> so Florida Animal Control Association is, you know, separate from any local um, agency, but kind of um, isn't even, a, we're not really a parent organization, but just sort of a support organization um, for all of the local um, animal services organizations. And that's awesome. So, yeah, over this past maybe year and a half or so, we started looking into not changing our name, but a lot of local agencies um, are removing the word control out of their name, you yeah. know, um, just because it's not about control. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> you know, animal control sounds like, you know, the old fashioned dog catcher. A and the Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like we're, it's not about control. It's mm-hmm. about um, helping. So Florida Animal Control Association now added a doing business as uh, Florida Animal Protection and Advocacy Association. Okay. So it's more, you know, because that is really more what we do is we work on protection of animals and we advocate for animals. So I'm kind of proud that we're, you know, adding that doing business as to our name because I feel like that's it, it. 
more truly is what we do. So yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I've been on the board for a while. I'm the vice president now, and um, a couple months I'll be the president. Oh, awesome! Congratulations! I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> You're doing a good job, apparently. <laughs> oh, but um, but yeah, that's um, it's a, a good organization that's been around since I think 1960. Um, that just helps. We we have our, our have our hand in helping with updating Florida laws, um, and just helping helping local shelters, helping local agencies to um, provide best practices. Make sure that not that we we don't have any oversight power, we don't have any enforcement duties or anything, but just to offer assistance and guidance to all the local agencies. That's important, definitely. Yeah. And I did hear that um, they have awards every year, and I think it was last year that yes. uh, one of our famous <laughs> volunteers who actually was on this radio show, in mm-hmm. case you missed it, Manny um, Confucian mm-hmm. is his last name. He's um, a very famous volunteer. Um, if you've ever <laughs> been to the Maine Society, you probably know him. Um, he's, Everybody knows Manny. <laughs> <Yes. you> know. <laughs> <laughs> he won last year. Um, it was the Volunteer of the Year yes, Award. Yes, um, for have, the whole state, like Manny, oh our goodness. Manny. <laughs> our little shelter. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Manny, for winning that for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we will take one quick break, and we'll be right back. We're back with Amy, and I did just want to let you guys know about a couple of things going on at the Flagley Humane Society this weekend. We are doing some dog adoption events, some outreach events. Um, you're listening to this on Saturday, January 27th, um, so at 11 a.m. today, um, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at PetSmart in Palm Coast in the Target Plaza. We are having an outreach event. We do this every Saturday. We try to do it every Friday and Saturday. Um, at PetSmart in the Target Plaza, and it's usually from 11 to 2 p.m. on Saturdays, and then on Fridays, it's 1 to 4 p.m. We try to get some of the adoptable dogs out there to get seen and to help them get out of the shelter environment for a few hours. It's really helpful, even if they don't get adopted, but we really hope that they do and find their forever home. So outreach events are one of the most helpful ways we can help our dogs get seen and it helps them get out of the shelter environment for a few hours and hopefully get adopted. So as an outreach volunteer, you do get to spend a few hours with some of our amazing loving dogs and most of them are just so happy to be getting out of the shelter and getting love and attention. So volunteering at an outreach event is a great way for volunteers of all ages. You can be 14 years or older to volunteer and you can not have to go through the dog walking training either. We do need non-dog walking volunteers who enjoy talking to others. They're very much needed as well. So if you're interested in becoming an outreach volunteer, you can contact or email volunteer at org to get more information about becoming an outreach volunteer. We also are having a partner event with Pity Clothing Co. They are partnering with us to do a buy one, give one special. So this is on February 10th through the 11th. And you just have to enter in the discount code box, the code FLAGLER24. And that's FLAGLER24. It can't be combined with the other discount codes, but it will be matched if you buy any of the doggy PJs or muscle tees, and they will send our shelter adorable jammies for our shelter pups. 
They are super cute, too. <laughs> they are super cute. I got one last year for one of my dogs, and he looked so cute in his pity pajamas. What was the um, the website again for yes, them? Yes, the website is pityclothing.com. So it's very simple. P-I-T-T-I-E. Pity. P-I-T-T-I-E clothing. Super cute. And they're, like, good. Like, I've washed Walter's pajamas several times, and they really are good. They're, you know, they're not... They're not inexpensive, (laughs) but they're good quality. And you buy one for your dog and then the shelter dog gets a pair of pajamas. Like I love that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Buy one, give one. That's a great idea. And that's, again, from February 10th through the 11th. So make sure you mark your calendars and check out their website and maybe get your pet a cute pair of pajamas. And then also you're giving one to the shelter animals, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. And you'll take pictures of the shelter (laughs) animals and it might like it can help them get adopted if they're on Facebook wearing pajamas. Yes, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I hope you guys check our outreach events out and that Pity Clothing Co. event. I hope you tune in next week and I'll see you there. Have a great Saturday.